0: Welcome to Uptown Chats, a podcast where we share stories about environmental justice by and for everyday people. I'm your co-host Jaron, and I'm your other co-host Lonnie. And today, we're so excited to start our second year of podcasting. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. We officially made it through our first year, and I feel like I feel like we learned a lot. I feel like we learned a lot from our guests. I feel like we learned about a lot about podcasting in general. We learned. Enough to make it through 12 episodes and to have you all here listening today. So I feel like it's been a fun... I've had a, I've had a lot of fun doing it. I don't know about you, Lonnie. I had a great time doing it. We 12 episodes and we got 12 more. So hopefully we're seasoned enough to make it through our, our, our second, second year of podcasting. But either way, uh, before we get to any of that, we are excited to talk to you today about a popular topic, especially here in New York City, and that is what Lonnie... Rats yes rats but before we get to that Londy can you tell us what we acts mission is
1: absolutely we act mission is to build healthy communities by ensuring that people of color and or low-income residents participate meaningfully in the creation of sound and fair environmental health and protection policies and practices love it still not memorized
0: 12 <laughs> one episodes of these later. Days, one of these days it will be well we just have to say it every day for the next 30 days and We'll get it down. That's going to be our new year's resolution to memorize this <laughs> to memorize, statement. Okay. Yes. New year, new us, new maybe year, new we, me.
1: Maybe each time we try to do yes. it off book, see where we go. Yes. See how we get it. Yes.
0: New year, new we. Act. Oh. <laughs> uh, Where's that drum sound? I just, uh, yeah. Where is it? Boom. There you go. But no, seriously. New New year, new us. Actually, it's the same us, but it's a new year. And uh, we have uh, a whole lot of newness coming to the show this year Uh, a lot of the same same fun energy same fun vibes but a little bit of new structure Lonnie do you want to say a little bit about what some of that new structure looks like yeah you guys gonna get a little bit more
1: of us so instead of just one episode a month you're getting two episodes a month so twice a month on the second and last Monday of each month we're going to be dropping episodes.
0: So is that, is that bi-monthly or or no? We had this conversation <laughs>
1: offline. We had this conversation off the podcast, yes. and we're not going to keep going down yes. this route of whether it's does bi-monthly.
0: Bi- or, <laughs> does bi-monthly mean twice a month, or, <laughs> or does every it mean every two months? months? The world may never know. No one ever knows. Even Google no. doesn't know. No, we get both answers. Well, you can let that question get sprinkled in a conversation with your friends and just see it disintegrate your friendship immediately. But you know what? If you're following the podcast, you're going to get notifications. Yep. There so you'll know. you'll know. You'll know. You'll get your answer one way or another. Uh, you know where we stand on the issue. One other thing that we're going to be shifting in this new year is that we are shortening the length of the episode. So instead of our longer hour to hour and a half long episodes, depending on the episode, we'll be more in the 30 to 45 minute range just to, you know, help our lives and, and bring you in know, more frequent content, but also make me a little bit more bite-sized and manageable for, for those of you that may be a little intimidated by those longer episodes. But the
1: people have spoken. There was a there was a survey that was involved. Yes. So <laughs> Yes.
0: We did some market research. But either way, we want to thank all the people who have been with us for this first year. It's been great. We've had so many people who have given us positive feedback about different episodes that we've put out, and we've even gotten some listener emails. So if you know that you're one of those people, then thank you for that. And that's actually how we ended up on our our topic today. So if, if you have something you want to hear on the show, don't be a stranger. Don't be afraid. Reach out. You can always email us. But with that, I think it's time to start talking about rats. What do you think, Lonnie?
1: I think we should start talking about rats. We can't avoid the subject at all, and this was actually because one of our listeners really wanted to know a little bit more about rats and what's going on in New York City, and is this even an environmental justice issue? So, I think we should dive into that.
0: Yeah, honestly, I was so excited when I saw, first of all, when I saw that someone had emailed us, I was like, yay, our first audience (laughs) email! But then to see that they asked about rats specifically, I'm like, yes, you know, we didn't get a chance to talk about rats last year, and it's kind of loosely in there a little bit. Actually, our very first episode it's actually really timely that we're talking about rats here in our our first episode of the new year because our first episode ever we talked uh, to nato rodriguez talking about composting and food waste and we mentioned you know rats as a driver for why we need composting it's a whole separate conversation if you haven't already listened to that episode definitely circle back to that but i feel like it's really timely for us to be talking about rats and it's funny because Someone might be asking, how are rats an environmental justice? Why are you talking about this on this podcast?
1: We seem to be okay with squirrels, pigeons, and chipmunks, which are all relatively seen as dirty creatures in the city. <laughs> yeah.
0: They're all kinda in that same family of like those dirty little things that are on the ground <laughs> walking around, you know, that, that you you would probably never touch. Like I I don't think I've ever seen anyone actually go up and intentionally touch a squirrel, a pigeon, or a chipmunk. People will feed squirrels and chipmunks because they're mm-hmm. cute. Is it because they're fluffy? Is that what makes people things feed cute? pigeons too? Oh, maybe. I guess so. You're right.
1: But they're birds.
0: But they more like throw it at them. I see people who are like open palm, like <laughs> oh, like no, no, they're no, feeding
1: no. a horse. There's I would a- never open <laughs> palm a feed. Yeah most things be yeah. honest.
0: <laughs> but I've never seen anyone do that with a pigeon. Normally it's like here take this you dirty animal and get away from me. Let me throw this bread at you. Pigeons are known as the
1: rat <laughs> or rats with wings. Yes. So. Yes,
0: rats that can fly, which is a terrible idea. But rats in particular, you know, have some notoriety here in New York and I've had plenty of conversations anytime I go anywhere and I tell someone I'm from New York, they're like, "Oh, so you know about rats i'm like yes i do let's let's have a 30 minute conversation about that
1: it's a uh, it's a thing that new york city is known for that it shouldn't be known
0: for yeah it's it's something that we wish that we were not known for exactly it's like let's talk about anything else pizza you know nightlife which hey you know rats know about that too we got some famous rats we got pizza rat pizza rat that people know rat. about P- you know clearly rats know about the pizza too uh we've got Remy from Ratatouille, (laughs) one of the animated world's favorite rats of all time. And And my favorite
1: rats are the Quiznos (laughs) rat. So it's a very specific rat. If you know what I'm talking about, there's
0: a Quiznos commercial, and they used rats to sing a song. Yes. So much of me wants to to sing that song now, but I'm like, do we have Quiznos as a sponsor yet? No. So I refuse to say those lines. And I'm not sure if we have the rights (laughs) to actually sing those songs. No. And I think it would probably break our podcast if we started listening to it. So, you can find it on the internet. But there are plenty of rats here in New York City. So, I guess I kind of understand it. I, I think from this stat that I'm looking at, from 2014, a statistical analysis estimated approximately 2 million rats across New York City. That That's is ridiculous. Because <laughs> how many people live in New York City? That would make it like what the, it would probably make it like seventh,
1: eighth largest city. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Something like that. Rat City. Rat city, new no. rat,
0: new rat city, new right, new, new rat, rat city. city. Ugh. Yeah,
1: and I wonder if that least. statistic is from 2014 because it. I don't know how you measure the rat population because that must be very difficult. Yeah. But. I I just two million just seems crazy estimate to me. And it seemed like it's an issue that needs to be addressed.
0: We can barely count people like we barely figured out the census, not even. So I don't even, want to even I, I can't even imagine what the rat census looks like, how they how they do that. So in case you haven't figured out, Lonnie is much more knowledgeable about the rat issue in, in New York. So he's going to he's going to be serving a little bit of that role of educating me on things I should know about rats. He's also lived in New York longer than I have. How long have you lived in New York now, Lonnie? Be 16 years. 16
1: years. 16 yes. years of dodging rats in the morning. Yes. So
0: you're an expert. <laughs> do you ha- Do you have a spot that you strategically avoid because you're like, oh, right, there's definitely gonna be rats there.
1: There's specifically a spot in the morning. It's on 126th Street between St. Nicholas and Eighth Ave. And I don't know what it is about that block, but it it's just it is rat heaven in the morning when I have to go to the gym. Th- did it this morning. It just zipping across nonstop. It was, it was like four or five, six, six of them just, and when you come walking down and there's trash on the street, especially when there's trash bags on the street. Mm They're just there. It's it's crazy. It's insane. And it's, I interrupted their buffet,
0: <laughs> and it's by the gym, so you know those are like the strong rats the who strong just got rat. their lift on. it's like, "Yo, bruh, I'm eating my cheese." And
1: they're getting them extra protein shakes. <laughs> yes, the yep. leftover,
0: all that. All, yes, all that whey protein runoff from the gym <laughs> is just <laughs> making it to these rats. Yeah, yeah. those
1: rats aren't afraid either. Rats yeah. have changed over the, I will say over the 16 years that I've been here, rats have changed. They used to scurry and be a little more afraid, but they've gotten a little more bold, and they just kind of yeah. don't care that you exist yeah. as a human yes. being. They are trying to rise up on that food chain. Yeah.
0: But, you know, besides being kind of like a nuisance, I, you know, they're annoying. They're, they're a little bit scary. Uh, rats are also a health concern. That's another reason why the city spends so much money trying to get rid of these rats, right? I mean, we've been dealing with rats for, I think, probably a century at this point, for, uh, as long as New York City has been a city. And what's interesting, when you start to think about the health impact of rats? Like, why why is it a health issue? Like, why why is it a public health issue? What's the first thing that comes to mind for you, Lonnie, when you think of, like, rats, health, bad? The bubonic plague. Exactly, right? That, that's that's where my mind goes, too. And, you know, I, public health school, they love to talk about that, too. Rats, plague, bad, we don't like them. And, yeah, I, I think that's probably where most people's heads go, too. And and the, the piece to take away from that, you know, what were rats' role in the bubonic plague or the black death, whatever you want to call it, Essentially, they were just carriers. So, for anyone not familiar with that that story of the rats and the plague, essentially, they had this bacteria on them. They also have fleas because, you know, rats got fleas. And because they had this bacteria sitting on them, these fleas would bite them, have some of their blood, and get infected with that bacteria. And then they would hop on over to us humans and be like, let's party. And then they would carry that bacteria over to humans. So, essentially, rats are just this... Carrier, this little cesspool of bacteria, <laughs> which is why they, they are maybe not so great for us to be around. And according to the CDC, uh, rats carry diseases that can spread directly to humans from contact with rats themselves, rodent feces, urine, any of those byproducts of rats, inclu- also being bitten by a rat, not great, will transmit that bacteria. And a study from Columbia University, Mailman School of Public Health, right here in northern Manhattan, in 2014. Found that rats carried pathogens like E. coli, Salmonella, lots of other things that are not great for us. So you know, basically, long story short, rats are little cesspools of bacteria. So it, beyond being just annoying and scary, they also bad for our health.
1: I now have a new fear of being bitten by a rat. That has never been a possibility. <laughs> I've seen them jump. I've seen them do other things. Yeah. But being bitten by one, I've never, I've never thought about that. Now I, yeah. now I am going to think about that
0: yeah because i mean for me i'm just afraid of being touched by them even just coming within inches of them i'm like i hate this this is not what i want if
1: you look up just on youtube just new york city rats and just like Mm -hmm. subway you see like the people who are like there's like videos of someone sleeping and there's like a rat just crawling up that person i i can't imagine that happening to me i i don't i don't i don't know what i would do
0: that is legit a nightmare of mine. I feel like I can imagine the the violent reaction I would have to waking up from that nightmare. So that's why rats are a public health issue, but they're also an environmental justice issue, right? And we kind of alluded to that a little bit, Melania. Can you say a little bit more about that piece of it?
1: Yeah, and it maybe seem a little strange to think of it as an environmental justice issue, right? We just talked about New York City being a large city. There's rats, there's 2 million rats. They can't all be concentrated in environmental justice neighborhoods. But because of sanitation inequity, and redlining, which was a formal horrible practice, a discriminatory practice in which services were withheld from potential customers in neighborhoods and communities that were classified as hazardous to invest in. And a lot of those red line quote unquote communities were communities of color and low income communities. And a lot of that disinvestment has caused a lot of, a lot of problems. And those kind of continue on to today where we see a lack of sanitation in certain neighborhoods, uh, whether it be litter basket pickups mm-hmm. or lack of litter baskets or not having certain pilot programs or waste containerization or, or even caring enough to spend money in certain neighborhoods and areas in the city and so that's how it kind of comes, becomes environmental justice issues because there's a disproportionate impact uh, about rats and where they go and where they can thrive
0: yeah absolutely and i think anyone who's just like done a long walk in the city like that has you know gone across more than one neighborhood especially across neighborhoods if there's a big difference in, in characteristics so going from a more predominantly black community to a more w- white affluent community let's let's say for example walking from East Harlem to Upper East Side, you walk that kind of line for 15, 20 minutes, you will see a pretty big difference in terms of the trash management, waste containerization, and depending on the time of day, probably difference in how many rats you're going to see in, in walking that, right?
1: That's true. Absolutely. And another aspect to it, too, as well, as you talked a lot about the health impacts. So the asthma impacts that rodents and rats have, are they make, they make asthma worse. And we know that the areas in the city... Where asthma are the worst are in black and brown communities in places like the Bronx, um, in northern Manhattan.
0: Yeah. So just like they're you know making your peaceful nightly walk worse, they're making lots of other things worse, including asthma for for people who are dealing with that. So all the reasons why. We want to get rid of rats. No more rats. No more rats.
1: Get rid of rats. Are you starting a movement?
0: Yes. No more rats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, th- I think the movement. I think I'm a little late to the game. The movement's definitely already started. People have been probably de- trying to get rid of rats for for much longer than I have been even aware of the issue. So maybe it's time for us to talk a little bit about what New York City has been doing. And I think you probably know a lot more about this than I do. So what What is the city doing? What has the city done to try to deal with this rat issue?
1: Yeah, the city consistently does quite a bit to try to mitigate rats. But recently in this last year, there has just been a, a surge in the rat population and rat sighting. And so this Maryland administration really wanted to do more to get rid of rats. And so uh, some of the things that they're already doing that they're just basically ramping up is some integrated pest management is what they, what they call it. So these are strategies that keep rats out of from in- interior spaces and reduce their access to all their resources. So like where they sleep and live what kind of food they have, their access to water. Also, you know, some non-toxic strategies like trapping them. I don't know what they do with them after they're trapped.
0: There's a giant rat party like that. They drop them off in New Jersey and like, here you go. That's probably where they go. That's
1: a fun conspiracy theory of like where we drop off those trap rats.
0: We're shipping our rats to New Jersey. But
1: we do know that if a colony of rats is eradicated, they can migrate. Right. And so they're attracted to other places where they still have all these issues. So you have to take a citywide approach to kind of reducing mostly their food sources.
0: What's the what's the phrase that people use, the triangle of, of survival or something like that? I don't know that. OK, I think it's like food, wa- uh, food, water, shelter. Like that is like if you remove yeah, those so. things, that is the triangle of life, the triangle of survival for rats, also humans. But if you remove those three things, then, yeah, you, you can try to eradicate the population of rats.
1: One thing for sure is that you know, with all of these integrated pest management, you know, we want to scale those up. We want to make sure we're doing more of it. And so there's actually going to be a really large investment putting into uh, put into into this.
0: Yeah. So basically, the, the city is, is realizing we got to spend some money if we want to get rid of this, get rid of these rats. They're not just going to go away on their own. We have to actually invest. Yeah. In this rat elimination is there a name for it? What are they calling it?
1: Rat elimination? Rat, rat mitigation.
0: Rat mitigation,
1: that's, okay. That's pretty much what you're going to hear. Not
0: sexy, but we'll take it, it.
1: It's not. But rat mitigation, you know, we spent about $3.5 million this time around, and we're going to be upping that to $7.5 million to make sure we're trying to get... The war on rats is real. Yes. We're putting war. money into it.
0: Yes. I'm still over here trying to think of a good name for the, the squadron that is in charge of eliminating rats. Like, rat... Rat elimination squad are I, I need I need a nice catchy acronym I'm gonna sleep on this but
1: this is not supported by the New York City <laughs> <laughs> Department of Health and Mental Hygiene yes. at all
0: <laughs> they're heroes in my book
1: but you know other one other fascinating way that we're trying to get rid of rats as well what's that contraceptives some family planning
0: is interesting going on. rats getting controversial apparently <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who knew oh, who- <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, so it's a potential means of c- controlling and mitigating rats. It's basically if you keep them from having babies, can't be more of them.
0: I mean, that makes a lot of sense in so many, in so many ways. Do you know any of the background of why, what, how? There's a lot more detail. I have detail. so many questions.
1: We have so many questions. Here, but there is, you know, that is an option. That's something that is being explored and tested throughout actually multiple cities.
0: Amazing. So, so we're getting scientific on, it, is what I hear. So we're not just we're not just sticking with the basic integrated pest management. Does that qual- count as an integrated pest management strategy? Yeah. Okay. I love it. Well, yeah. Maybe we'll be uh, nice and we'll just drop some links in the show notes for folks to explore if they really want to go down that rabbit hole, <laughs> both good and bad. Whatever you want to do with that, you can Google to your heart's desire. Uh, one thing I also hear uh, folks ask ask about when we start talking about this rat management approach here in New York city is the recently appointed rats are people mm-hmm. get really excited and fascinated by this idea that there is a single human being who's in charge for coordinating this effort that they have the title of rats are, and it is fascinating, but it also is kind of confusing. What, what exactly does that entail? Yeah. And Lonnie, do you know more about that?
1: Yeah. The problem got so bad that last year in <laughs> April of 2023, Mayor Adams Appointed Kathleen Corati as the city's first ever citywide director of rodent mitigation, aka a rat czar. And it is a new role. It was completely made up because we kind of needed it. And so her role is to kind of coordinate across city agencies, community organizations, and the private sector to basically reduce the rat population in New York City. So we want to build a cleaner, more welcoming city. And we want to tackle a major quality of life and health issue is, you know, how they how they put it. And so basically it's everything that's involved with rats, whether it be talking to to businesses about how they're putting their waste out on the curb or changing times or talking about these kind of pest management systems, you know, she's in charge of coordinating all that.
0: Yes. I love that her last name is also so close to Karate. That's why, that's <sighs> why they put her in charge. That's what you, like, that's what you, you heard can, the entire time I was talking. You can strong arm these rats out of our city with your uh, martial arts skills. Please take the lead. That I'm not, li- I'm not letting you have that dad joke. <laughs> I'm not letting you have it. Uh, okay. Well, that's great. So, so now we have a Ratsar uh, and clearly they're coordinating, but... There's still there's still rats. There's still things to be done. So for for all of those folks out there listening who want to know, like, okay, there are rats out there. What can I do? How can I be a part of this rat rat fighting effort? I mean, even myself included. I was doing some you know trash cleanup this weekend and happened to to spot a rat in in, in the process. And my first thought was, okay, now what? What do I do? So for folks who happen to be out and about seeing rats or are dealing with rats. In and around their building, like what are things that people do? Like what are, what are resources that are available to like regular people?
1: One great resource is three one one. I don't know if you've ever used three one one for anything, but it's an app. There's a website. Uh, there's a phone number, and you can actually report rat sightings if you if you come across them, and that actually helps build up a lot of great data. I know you're a data nerd. It creates data. <laughs> it creates a lot of data. I
0: just the the finger pushed glasses. <laughs> you- <laughs> I
1: don't have my glasses on, but. You, it creates a lot, a lot of data, so it really helps the Department of Sanitation know where rats are, where they're being seen, so that they can they can make targeted actions for that. That's like one major thing that could be done for sure.
0: Nice. I'm picturing this board in some DOH office with red string <laughs> connecting these different points, trying to triangulate. We need to get the rats.
1: This is what the, this is what the rats are office looks like, yes. probably. Yes. Yes. Uh, what else can you? What else can we do?
0: Well one resource that's available to folks is the rat information portal and and this is basically a place that you can look for rat inspection results so my understanding is that buildings and different areas of the city uh, are basically inspected or have different inspections that are triggered by different things and uh, the results of that ideally you know reported back to the city and so this portal is essentially kind of a hub for for that information to live and also includes follow-up actions for like basically what is supposed to be done. With that information, is that is that correct?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So we'll drop this in in the show notes as well because we had a little bit of trouble with the link on one of the pages. So make sure you can <laughs> access that. But a, this is a place that you can look up, you know, an inspection history for for rats by address, borough, block, and lot or BBL number, uh, or by neighborhood. So you can really get local. You can really zoom in if you're if you're concerned about your specific block or community and understand what's going on with the rats. We all know knowledge is power. That's probably one of the best places to start, right? Yeah.
1: You can also, you know, let's just be good citizens and use trash receptacles and litter baskets and making sure that we are keeping the city clean, because that's one way that rats thrive, right, is our trash and garbage. So when we throw things out um, just on the street, not a good idea. Another thing is to start practicing separating your food scraps you know, especially in in getting into the habit of composting and mm-hmm. taking your food scraps to a drop-off location or hopefully as uh, the citywide curbside rolls out, mm-hmm. that's going to also help as well.
0: Yeah. Yes. We, we love composting for so many reasons, including its capability for fighting rats. And one thing that I think is interesting is a lot of buildings are kind of navigating this approach of of besides the waste issue like you know they're trying to clean up their their waste situation what are other ways to deal with making sure rats don't get inside right that's the the one place that we hope that we can feel safe is like when we're in our homes and we, we aren't you know bombarded by the onslaught of rats that are out there squirming around but there are lots of buildings that have maintenance issues and that basically creates little pathways little opportunities because rats are pretty agile pretty good at getting into really tiny yeah. places so i think that uh, a lot of buildings are and maybe your building is working on this as well basically filling in cracks or holes in the foundation cracks in sidewalks and under doors and basically anywhere there are, are holes and cracks repairing them and filling them in because that creates spaces for rats to burrow to nest and also to get into your humble abode where there's just a gourmet of you're you're gonna get your own personal remy rat who's gonna who's gonna ratatouille your home <laughs> <laughs> actually maybe i shouldn't say that because some some people probably want that right they want their own little ratatouille but things like that uh you can you can advocate for your building to do to, to make sure that they're checking and taking care of building maintenance issues that might be allowing rats into the building or creating nesting opportunities for buildings. Anything else that people maybe can access to, to learn more or to take some kind of action to deal with rats in their neighborhood?
1: There's actually some training courses called Rat Academy. By the city I that heard. you can either host if you're a community organization and there's they're free trainings and you can sign up, you can find them online. We'll make sure we'll post a link in the show notes as well. But you can actually learn a lot more about rats and what can be done as well. You can also encourage your your maintenance folks in your building to take these courses and learn a little bit more to make sure that your building is rat proof, like you said.
0: Yes, I absolutely want to sign up for the rat academy although i feel like they could have workshopped the title a little bit because it sound, rat academy sounds like you are training rats to be stronger
1: you're doing a lot of consulting <laughs> for the city right now and their 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 titles it's, and their naming right. this now. is free
0: free service you're welcome they they <laughs> clearly they need it i mean they nailed the rats are that sounds awesome but rat academy sounds like it's for the wrong audience it is for humans <laughs> not for rats <laughs> it is for the humans against the rats it is not training the rats don't worry but they do see, it does seem like they have some interesting courses to learn about some of the things that we mentioned you know how to fight off this unsatisfied horde of of rats
1: and then there's one big thing that's happening right now that the city is trying to take and tackle is those garbage bags on the street again yeah. that buffet that i say that i pass every morning for you know, while the rats are having their breakfast, I'm interrupting their day. <laughs> but the group, but the trash bags on the street are a huge problem. So waste containerization is something that you're going to hear a lot about this year.
0: Yeah, which is which is exciting. It's a huge. I think that anyone who has lived in the city, if, if probably within the first year. I mean, for my first year living in the city, I was like, why do we just throw our trash on the street? Why this is this the thing? Even when I was visiting, the first time I visited the city, even before I moved here, I was confused and concerned why there were bags just sitting on the street and that's just the reality of how the city was designed and something that we're finally starting to realize this is a bad idea and dealing with so yeah we're getting rid of those trash bags on the street not only because it doesn't look great but also because rats love it a rat that rat buffet so lots of exciting things and some things that like Lonnie said we're gonna explore a little bit more in two weeks with a very special guest do you want to say who that special guest is Lonnie Councilmember Shawna Shauna Brayu yes so it'll be super exciting and he has done a lot of work to support uh WEAC, but also around the specific issue of rat mitigation so uh, we're excited to have him on in two weeks to talk a little bit more about what that looks like here in northern Manhattan and some of the work that he's done right yes cool well with that I think it's time for us to wrap up all right Thanks for
1: listening. If you liked the episode, make sure to rate and review the show on whatever platform you listen to. If you have thoughts about the show, you can email us at podcast at weact.org. Yes,
0: and please do. That's how we get awesome recommendations for episodes like this. And also check out We Act on Facebook at We Act for EJ. That's W-E-A-C-T-F-O-R-E-J. On Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at We Act for EJ. That's W-E-A-C-T number four EJ. And check out our website, weact.org, for more information about environmental justice. Make
1: sure to check out our interview with City Councilmember Shauna Brayu coming out in two weeks, where we pick up this conversation about rats and hear more about what's going on here in northern Manhattan.
0: And until next time, watch out for rats. We
1: love your (laughs) subs. (laughs) They got a pepper bar. (laughs)
0: is having our first membership meeting of the year where you can meet Northern Manhattan New York City Council members in District 7, 9, and 12. We're holding our first membership meeting of the year on Saturday, January 13th at Prince Hall Lounge, which is located at 454 Amsterdam Avenue from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. You can register at our website, weacorg forward slash events. Hope to see you there.